Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Good morning. How's everybody? Good. Good. Well, I uh, I have the honor this morning of bringing you the word. Pastor Matt asked me uh, last week or something, and I said, yes, I'll do it. So uh, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 5, uh, 1 through 20. Uh, but before we get to that, um, you know, sometimes I'll be at home scrolling. None of us scroll. Scrolling through Facebook, I'll come across a video of um, someone making pottery. You know, they're sitting there, there's a stool or whatnot, and they got their hands and they're, they're forming a piece of pottery. And uh, I always thought it was fascinating to watch how pottery is made. And they're, they're going there, they're making a specific design, and um, usually the end product is uh, a bowl or a vase or something. And if, if you grew up in grade school, it would have been an ashtray or a mug <laughs> or something. Um, and uh, so I always thought, but uh, picture, if you will, uh, for a moment, um, someone sitting on a stool. I see the stool back there. I keep looking back there because there's a stool back there. Um, hands deep as the clay spins, sweat dripping from the brow, motion with the clay as it's spun around. Um, round and round. The smoothing out of rough edges into a concise design, yet not designed the same. Each with a different purpose and um, uh, design. Usually by the end it's hand-painted or something and comes out looking beautiful. Something that uh, is, is um, very, very, very nice. Now, uh, picture, if you will, or imagine, if you will, again, that you are this piece of clay. And um, I would suggest to you that the person sitting on the stool is Jesus himself. And now go with me on this. Um, uh, the clay, you are this clay. It is uh, void of shape, essentially useless. I would suggest to you, uh, I've already said that, as um, the Father is molding you into the uh, perfect design, smoothing out the rough patches. Remember that when your world seems as though it's spinning round and around, Jesus' hands are on you. And he is um, wiping away what doesn't belong. And then you are put through the fire. As pottery is often put through the fire, it's heated up to a temperature so hot that it could withstand the pressure. And uh, you're turned into a true beauty, a masterpiece only the master could create. So with that, let's read chapter, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, or chapter 5, 1 through 20. I, when I first read this, I was like, oh, 
how am I going to talk about that? <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, we are talking about uh, Paul is, is expressing essentially sinfulness in our lives and how we shouldn't have any part of it <laughs> within our, our lives. You know, it's called to imitate uh, Christ. And, um, you know, I know that even in my own life, uh, I have shied away from God molding me and shaping me into the person he has called me to be. Um, and, uh, sorry, I've lost my, almost time. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, Sinfulness, uh, the topic of sin within church is, I don't believe, a very popular one to talk about, uh, especially when it comes to our, our own sin. Um, but clearly God takes it seriously. Uh, it's a slippery slope. If we're not careful, we can draw us away from the Father and not to him. Before you know it, you can find yourselves having that wandering eye or laughing at that joke that uh, we probably shouldn't be laughing at. Well, and it can happen without us even noticing sometimes. Yeah. And be like, oh, crap, what am yeah. I doing? So uh, I think it was Darren that actually asked the question a few um, weeks ago when he was doing the promo for the uh, internship. He's like, is it possible for you to be a Christian for a long time and uh, still lead a life of sin? And uh, I would say that it is. It's not right, but it is because I've done it. <laughs> um, I, and I know that at times I've shied away from God's handiwork and the masterpiece he wants to create in me in my own life. Uh, sometimes there's fear, you know, fear, uh, not the healthy kind of fear, not the fear that is reverent to God, but fear um, that uh, not trusting that Jesus will shape me and mold me into something I don't want to be. Maybe you felt this way too. Our, in, our inability to lay down our pride stems from a fear-based lack of knowledge of our Heavenly Father. We don't want to lose the control we think we have and therefore only partially submit to God in hopes that he wouldn't notice. <laughs> um, Jesus didn't just partially submit his life. He was all in for his church. Here's the thing though, God continually pursues you, sometimes in less subtle ways, but always with gentleness. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus tells the parable of the man with a hundred sheep. One of them goes astray and gets lost. Does the master not leave the 99 and go look for that one? And, and he looks for him until he finds it, that sheep. The master pursues that sheep until he finds it. This is how much God loves you. But suppose I tell you, what if that sheep didn't want to be found? Um, sometimes uh, God pursues us. He's always pursuing us. But sometimes he will not shape us or mold us into something we don't want to be. Or he will not do anything that we don't want to do. Let me be clear, this is not to say that we can't, um, we can't just ignore his promptings and his um, pursuits after us. 
This is about surrender. Christ Jesus surrendered himself on the cross so that we could have the ability to get on our knees and surrender before him. To completely give up control is not an easy thing. In a world that tells you uh, to be the best, go after your your life, take care of yourself, be self-aware, and don't forget to take care. All these things are good, but I believe that when you are completely submitted, uh, submitted to the, or surrendered to the Father, there's a level of contentment that uh, we have no matter what's going on. His will will fill you with, uh, his spirit will fill you with joy and his will becomes our will. Not my will, but yours be done, Jesus said. Talk about a life of surrender. The more we lead a life of surrender, I believe it's easier to be uh, letting God control our life. This brings me to my first point or question. What are you willing to surrender in order for Jesus to mold you? Maybe it's taking that thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Uh, What is that thing, if you could name it, give it to God. You know, he can handle it. He's certainly not surprised by it. One of the greatest things God did uh, was send, uh, when Jesus ascended to heaven, was send us his Holy Spirit. His Spirit is the one that comforts us when we need to be comforted. He is that still small voice we hear. He convicts us when we have missed the mark. But he is the unsurpassable peace that often confuses people. There is a power to his presence that is felt deep. Point number two, remain pliable. Do not harden your heart to the point of immoldability. Reminded of the pottery and the clay, water is what has helped keep the clay moist and moldable while it is spun. This is what it comes down to. It comes down to your heart. So stay pliable. Let the spirit of living water wash over you as you, as the potter shapes you and molds you into something beautiful. Point three, the ability to to, uh, surrender is determined by where your heart lies. Is your heart in tune with God? Does he have your heart or have you become really good at faking it? Fake it till you make it doesn't really work in this scenario and uh, Jesus will see right through it. Um, He died for your heart. He gave up his heart so that you could give him yours. The reason Paul tells us to abstain from these sins, such as lust, greed, gossip, etc., was because God wants his best for us and for you and I, and he knows that the abundant life will not be full when we allow such things in. We must guard our heart. Armor up. One of the beautiful things in this passage is that Paul Paul gives us the remedy. I believe, you know, there's um, the first part is all about sin and this and that and how we should not have part of it in our lives. And, but he also tells us that, uh, um, you know, sing a new song. Speak life over one another. Worship God with joy. And this 
is how you lead a life worthy of your calling. Uh, my takeaway <laughs> is I was just looking at the clock. I thought I, thought I had more time. Anyway, um, my takeaway, a fully surrendered heart is an ongoing, ongoing daily practice. Let us pursue the Father with as much intensity as he does us. His love, his grace, and his mercy go so far beyond the human mind can comprehend. My encouragement to all of us, including myself, is that we allow the potter to mold and shape and keep molding and keep shaping us into his image. For we were once in darkness, but now we are in the light of the Lord. Let us walk as children of the light. <laughs> Ephesians 5. Remember, it's never too late to be all in. Maybe you have not uh, allowed the, uh, the potter to, to shape you and be fully in. Uh, I'd like to give you that opportunity to surrender completely to, to God. And um, we're going to uh, open it up for uh, baptism. We open the tank every, uh, every time. And uh, it's uh, one of our commands that we do. And uh, in Romans 10, 9, um, Jesus says that if we believe, or Paul says that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus has died and has been raised to life, we will be saved. So I'd like to give anybody that opportunity if you've not done that before or if, uh, if you're coming back. You know, I, I haven't quite been where I should be and you'd like to do that. So I'd like to I'm going to lead us in a prayer, um, and uh, we're going to we're going to do that. So, for those of you uh, here or online, you just repeat after me, um, dear Lord. I know that uh, at times I haven't been fully submitted and surrendered to you. recognize my failures and I confess them to you. Please, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I give you my heart and my will. Thank you for your steadfast faithfulness. Well, if that was you, congratulations. Um, where do I go from here? I think we're going to lead uh, as the baptism. Um, it is said that we don't like to make it difficult for people who want to be baptized. It's a command. It represents going into the water, coming back out of the water, and leaving that dirty, stinky mess in the water and uh, made new. So uh, 
Pastor Rudy's going to lead us in, in song as we do that. And, uh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.